successfully owned and operated many companies in a variety of industries. This is Local Biz Now, now because your business matters. And this is Local Biz Now. You are listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. Start your week by inspired, informed, and entertained because that's what we do at News Talk WSIC. 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM. I am Joe Vagnon, and you are listening to Local Biz Now. Let me prove to you why we are the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. This show's been going strong for over 10 years. We have well over 800 small business owners and community leaders that we have interviewed. We have well over 450 uh, interviews on the uh, tubes. You can go to my brand new sexy YouTube channel and uh, pull all of those out. We have like 80 something subscribers. I'm trying really hard to get to 100. So please go to Joe Vagnone Business Brokerage on uh, the tubes and uh, subscribe. We would appreciate that. We're also currently live on the book and some other places. I, I, I can't quite figure out exactly where we're streaming and how we're streaming. Uh, maybe before this show is over with, we'll, uh, we'll ask Justin to explain that to us. You are listening to uh, Local Biz Now, where your business matters. And every single month, we have to have a co-host here to keep me straight and have somebody that actually knows what they're talking about. This is the first official month of Local Biz now that we have moved to our brand new time slot, which is between four and five every Monday, which is why we say we want to start your week. Uh, and this month, we are starting your week with the Cherie DiMeo, founder and CEO of Biz Growth Inc. She is the maestro of solutions for entrepreneurs. Or if you know this show well and have listened for a while, Julie and I call her number Number one. Number one, thank you for being here. It is an absolute pleasure, and it's exciting to be part of the first show at this time slot. You are the first co-host. I feel very privileged, absolutely privileged. Well, you should be. I mean, <laughs> if you can't get the title number one and get some privileges for it. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Right. Appreciate it. <laughs> so... Um, Tell everybody what Biz Growth Inc. is if they don't already know. Because you know, with a new time slot, sure. we got some brand new I listeners. I love it. I love it. I love it. So Biz Growth Inc. is, the name kind of says it all, but let me explain it more. It, it's really about growing a company of, of profitability, of value and worth. That's how I like to just describe it. It's about taking a company that might be stagnating to the next level. It might be taking uh, it to its next uh, aspect of differentiation with the next idea. Uh, we, we specialize in entrepreneurial enterprise. That's my passion. Uh, our company will be 40 years old next year. Can you Whoa. believe that? Whoa. Isn't that crazy? You and uh, I are getting old. Yes, we. No, we're not. We're getting. <laughs> we're we're getting younger every day, Joe. What are you talking about? And uh, you know, remember, I want to live to be 123. So I I, I I just reached midlife right now. I just reached midlife. Uh, but but we focus on um, making a company sustainable. Sustainable, um, making their people engaged and high performing. Uh, we are strategists at the enterprise level. So, so, and you know, the article I brought is around strategy because so many businesses don't understand what that really is. So, 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 um, one of the things I, the story I love telling people 
is um, I asked you years ago if you would help me uh, and Julie kind of define what it is that um, that I do. Mm-hmm. And I remember you coming to me and saying, okay, well, I'm going to need a list of all your past clients, current clients. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I just want a sexy slogan. I don't need all that. <laughs> and you said, well, Joe, I don't think you understand what I do. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't until you said it to me, and then I read a few more of your books, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about those in a minute that I realized what your real skill set is, you are an absolute maestro at research. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't say or do anything except when you're picking on me. <laughs> and that still has some research attached to it, right? You know what I mean? You know. Unfortunately, it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We got some track record That's right. here. That's right. um, so, so research really is the core of what you do, and then you yeah. apply it to whatever you think your it, client needs. It really needs. is in everything we do. I, I, you know, I, I have this right brain, left brain thing going on that has driven how the company approaches everything it does, and I, I really am a research geek. I really am because, um, and the, the real key thing here is, and I think you understand it because of the research that we did with your company, and now what we do on a, you know, a national level to validate is to validate what works and what doesn't, what makes sense and what doesn't. And uh, now we all know, um, just look at the political environment, you can make a a research, market research, tell, you know, prove anything you want. Okay, prove anything you want. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's validating what is best. And so what we focus on is validating what is truly in the best practices, the best approaches, the best interest of businesses growing and performing and sustaining their growth year over year. And and so Mm -hmm. I I want listeners to hear this, right, because it's really important because you you really did amaze me, right? Um, after you did all the research, which I hated that you did all that research, <laughs> and I hated you talked to all of my past and, and current and future clients. And But when it was over with, one of the things you said was, Joe, they really want to hear from you more often. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they want to know why nobody is called about their business. Right, right. And, of course, I said to you what I know any other broker would have said, well, don't you think if I had something to tell them, I would have <laughs> called them? I mean, it's not like I'm holding back a buyer on them, right? So once I have, then you said, Joe, but I don't think you understand. They really want to know what's happening. And they wanted to know, they want, they, they don't understand your process, right? right? And so by letting them in on the inside of, okay, here's what's happened, here's what's happening, here's why things aren't happening, uh, it, it gave them a peace of mind that something was happening, right? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's through that that we came up with what we call a Sub Rosa report. I'm sorry I didn't ask your opinion on the name of the <laughs> That's report. Okay. It's actually <laughs> named after my boat, you understand. So, And my first boat, which was named Rose Petals, now it's Sub Rosa. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. so uh, for those of you that don't know, it means under the rose. So this I is know someone of, who can trademark that for That's you. That's right. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But, but the point that I'm making yeah. is that this Sub Rosa report now goes out about every three to six months, depending on the client, right? And gives them detailed information on what it is that they want. But here's, so that was a whole operational thing that exactly. you provided for us. <laughs> exactly. That I didn't hire you for, Sheree. 
I don't need you to tell me how to be a broker. But in fact, you did need to tell me what my clients wanted, right? Right, right. And, and, and I guarantee you, it set you apart from other brokers as a result. That, and you went right where I wanted to go, yeah. which was I now can market the fact that I'm giving them information that I know they're not getting mm -hmm. from somebody else. Yeah. And that's what I want people to understand. It's the research first so that you now know what to market that well, actually works. You know, and a lot and of times it rubs up against operations. It, it has to. One of the things that I say all the time is that there is um, there is a disconnect between marketing and operations. Um, people think that operations must operate on a daily, day-to-day -day basis, and marketing happens when you need to market. Well, no, 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 both of them need to happen. And customer relations is a part of marketing relations and a part of operations, too. So very important to understand that. So so I want everybody to hear that when I talk to Sharia and we call her number one, there's a reason she is <laughs> number one. Um, and so I love our number one. And, you know, and on a personal note, whenever I need something, I call number one. When I wanted somebody to review the... the uh, the the what what is it, the essay that my son yeah. had to do for college? <laughs> I called number one. My wife said, "Who is this woman that you're gonna send this to?" Uh, I said, "Don't worry, I'm gonna send it to Shereen." Uh, by, by the way, my son has officially graduated. I know Thank it's you. so exciting. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate this. <laughs>listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. We hope to inspire, inform, and entertain you for the entire week starting on Mondays at four. That's because that's what we do at News Talk WSIC. 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM. I am Joe Vagnone. And if it is Monday morning on WSIC, no, it's not morning. Mon afternoon now. I've now really got to get used to this. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, you're allowed to mess up on the first show. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I messed up on the break already. I got yelled at about that. And, and now, now I said Monday morning. It is Monday afternoon. I'm going to say if it's WSIC, your business matters. Well, it is morning somewhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm also trying to do a good job because number one is going to be the host. Oh, week. I'm already a nervous wreck now. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't get nervous very easily. <laughs> I'm going to be taking a crash course in this, <laughs> well, in this grid over here. If, if, there's, if there's any any uh, uh, consolation, you can see how I'm messing up. Okay. And the, the show it, must it go on. It is making me feel better. That's right. That's <laughs> and, the, and the show must go on. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, so um, you know it is important every uh, week that the co-host brings something mm -hmm. that we can talk about. And I know you, most people I say, go to the Google and get something and let's talk about it. Yeah. But, but you are the Google. Because I... <laughs> I know that you write your own stuff, yes, right? Yes, yeah. And I wanted to talk about that because it's one of the things I think about now that I use the Terminator. You know, Julie taught me the whole chat thing, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know yeah. how I write. Right? Yes, you, you yes, know. I do. But now I can be a master. Yes, you can. Because I can use GBT. the chat. Yeah, right. chat GBT. How does that affect someone like you? I'm curious because you know, it's before you never needed it, uh, right? Uh, yeah. but, but a guy like me... It's matter of fact, I'll just tell you this. I never sent anything out before I first sent it to my wife, right? Good, yeah. Well, after Julie taught me about this whole chat thing, which I call the Terminator, <laughs> I, I told my wife, I said, she's obsolete. I, I, I just don't need her anymore. 
But if I recall, you do need her to wake you up sometimes. So it's really, so it's really good that it's at four o'clock now in the afternoon. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. That's right. That's right. But but I'm curious, somebody like you that knows yeah. how to write and, yeah, and, yeah. and content matters. Well, but here's the thing, you? you know, it's really interesting. I am all about leveraging technology to be more efficient, um, but it shouldn't, it still isn't going to replace. And I have the beauty of having a daughter who just graduated with AI robotics degree. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and she's, she's one of those creating all the, the she's going to be the one creating all that you're, that's happening now, but it's a wild, wild west right now. And so for, for one particular client, um, we started um, having chat GBT uh, generate social media. However, um, I'll give you an example. Okay, so ChatGBT, um, we wanted to do something different than everybody else in the uh, environmental health and safety industry uh, around 4th of July. Um, but ChatGBT, now think about this, environmental health and safety, keeping workspaces safe, all right? And ChatGPT came up with explosive solutions. I don't think you want <laughs> explosive solutions from an EHS company. <laughs> and so, so it still requires editing and truly understanding. So I said, I said, we no, we don't. We might ignite the right solutions, but we do not create explosive <laughs> solutions. I don't think OSHA would like that. <laughs> So that kind of helps you understand right, that right. it, you know, do not, anyone who's using it, you better be proofreading and editing it because right. it could, it could sting you big time if you don't pay attention to a word or two in there. Right. Right. Just don't say, okay, done. Uh, ooh, big, big mistake. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So what article did you prepare for us? Okay. So. Because so, I'm, I'm looking at it here. Yeah, okay. So I, I thought because of our guests coming later that I really wanted to talk about strategy. And I did a blog. I, actually, it's my BizGrowth 5.0 blog. And um, I originally did this in 2016 and felt that it needed to be revisited again. So what, eight, what, eight years later now, right? Um, and, and it kind of plays off of the idea of rain being rained on or whatever. But it's about, it's about um, is, your, is your strategy protecting you enough? And so you like bullet points. I'm going to say the five. I, I, I tell you, you, I know that you bothers did. you sometimes. Oh, not at all. Okay. I'm about bullet okay. points too. You don't realize about me, but I'm all about the bullet points. Okay. So, um, so the five things, because it's always about five things. It's um, the reason that a strategy can protect you better is it, it helps you focus and make better decisions. It, um, it helps you better vision for the long term from a standpoint of your company. It helps you have a better action plan. Businesses you know, think an action plan or a to-do list is your strategy. Half the time, it, it, it is not. That's, it's built from the strategy, okay? Um, it, it helps with better differentiation because any business in the world, we just talked about it with ChatGBT, can be commoditized now. Right. Any business, okay? So you better figure out how to differentiate yourself. And then it gives you better understanding of how to spend your money more effectively and more wisely. You know, listen to you, and you know, I, I took a quick read of, the, of sure. this um, before the show. One of my biggest problems for small business people is the problem that they have with trying to create this strategy and move in this direction is they don't have somebody like you mm -hmm. to do the research to make sure exactly. they're moving in the right direction. So they're always ready to move on a dime because yes. they never know when the choice and decisions they made were wrong. Now, for a guy like me, it's easy to say they because you know I mean I, right? Like, 
I'm that guy. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm they, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I made a lot of very successful decisions. I remember, you know, I had a partner of mine. He said, you know, Joe, man, you, I swear your decisions, you're like a hero or a zero. <laughs> And it yeah, bothered him. That's a great line. He wrote yeah. zero. Yeah, yeah. And me, I'm okay with all or nothing, right? Like, that's who Joe is, right? You know, um, it really isn't a good strategy when no, you it absolutely so want to businesses. build a business. Yes, it isn't. Because most business owners do the fire aim ready, okay? That's what most of them do. And so they're making decisions. And they're also making decisions uh, it's literally almost from a peer pressure standpoint or not even peer pressure, um, opportunity pressure, okay? And so when you have a solid strategy then that you can look at and know your geographic footprint, where those geographic pockets of opportunity are, who your ideal market is, what are your most profitable offerings, right? right. Okay, if you know all of these things, then when somebody comes knocking on your door saying that they've got the best thing since you know sliced bread or the best mousetrap or whatever to promote or uh, you know ex give exposure to your business, you can look at that strategy and you can say, nope, not my market. Nope, not my geographic area. Nope, not the right exposure. Or you can say, Yes, that's the perfect opportunity for us. Um, without question, without any hesitation, it guides you in making better decisions. So let me let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. I, matter of fact, I think I sent you my brother for this yes, this yeah. issue. So many very skilled, successful business people cannot generate leads online. Right, this, right. The, the, they hear that it's being done, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> they've been told that they can do it, right? Um, and they've even been told by people that they can make it happen. But it is very, very difficult. I mean, I have some friends with some tremendously successful businesses, and they'll tell me the number one thing that they just cannot understand how other companies are generating leads mm -hmm. through online sales or online uh, concepts because they don't get it. Right they, right, they can't make it happen. Well, and there's so much combination to it. Uh, you know, that goes back to um, my, my, my return on referral um, logic, mm -hmm. and that is that uh, where you're going to get the greatest opportunity for uh, referrals that literally become customers, like 95% chance they're going to become right. a customer when they when they land on your, let's say they land on your website. Your website, the internet, is a referral mechanism because of how you show up. But how you show up is dictated by strategic involvements, by content you create, really important content that you create, by um, how frequently that website is updated, by how your company is involved in other spaces directly with target market opportunities. So, you know, those, and of course the algorithms, you hear it all the time, that's changing constantly. So if you're not if your website isn't a living, breathing mechanism, I, I consider your website the virtual facility of your business along with a physical facility. That's how important it That's is That's interesting that you say that. I don't know if it was you or somebody else said your website is actually your front door. Oh, it's absolutely a first impression in many cases. You know, going back to customer um, relation, uh, interviews, uh, every time we've ever talked to customers and asked them of a client of uh, customers of clients, clients of clients, and we asked them if they've been to the website, the last time they were at the website is when they first started working with the 
with with them. Right. They, they don't go back unless right. there's a reason to go back. Right. And so you also have to think about reasons to go back so that customer keeps you top of mind that you're already working with and then forward somebody like uh, content that you created or a tip that you had or something like that. And, 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 and then What's really powerful is, you know, depending on the business too, there's the whole reviews game too. You, um, but that's more consumer related than right. business, but it's becoming you, into the business you, aspect. You just interestingly said something, which is my website, I'm B2B, right? Which right, is what right, we'll, right. we'll talk about in this case. Yeah. Um, my website should be communicating to my current clients. Oh, heck yeah. Because it's probably going to attract. Future clients, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's interesting. Oh, no, you need to be speaking to both. You know, again... I've and, never thought of it and, that way. And how can your uh, website be a service factor that gets them keeping coming back, okay? So then uh, they're reminded of what you do as well. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, now... I just want you to know, I got buzzed in the ear. I heard it too. We I'm should so start getting some music in a minute. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to get this. <laughs> I'm glad I got a week of practice. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you that didn't hear, I'm going on vacation for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And Cherie, and number I've one. And I've been put my fire under my seat right. is what's happening. Yeah. We'll be right back. We're going to introduce our guest. If it's, if it's Monday afternoon, your business matters. We'll be right back. And we are back. You are listening to the local number one talk business show in all of North Carolina, Local Biz Now. We hope to inspire, inform, and entertain because that's what we do at News Talk WSIC 105.9 FM, 1.7 of M, 1400 AM. We are in a spectacular show talking with number one. Those of you that don't know who number one is, she is Cherie DeMeo, founder and CEO of Biz Growth Inc. We call her the maestro of solutions for entrepreneurs. And uh, Cherie will be my host. I'm going on vacation next yeah, week. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you, Joe. I'm really Cherie, proud of Cherie you. Cherie is running the show Ugh. literally next week. <laughs> So I get as, a little Lucy to that's hear. Right, that's I right. love Lucy. That's Ugh. right. That's right. And this is my first <laughs> official show in the new studio yeah. at four o'clock on Mondays. So you're getting really bad training. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so Sheree, please introduce uh, your guest. Um, I, she's been sitting here quietly. She's been awesome. Yes. Yeah. And I'm very excited to introduce Karen Boardman. And 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 I want to segue this with the fact the reason I chose the how are you protecting your strategy enough. Um, is because in that differentiation aspect, it's not just about differentiating yourself, it's about protecting that differentiation, right? So that nobody else can uh, copy it, take it, whatever. And, and I've had the pleasure of working with Karen. I realized we met literally when you just got here. Um, we, met right. through, um, we met through uh, a group called Business Sorority. It's now uh, CHM Collective. And, um, and then know you through NABO, the women business owners as well. And just, we just connected immediately because we have a similar passion for helping small business and helping them know that anything they need to do can be done affordably and effectively. And, and so Karen is an attorney. Um, over two years of experience, just launched her company. 20. 2020. I said 20. Did I say two years? Yeah. No, 20 years. Sorry about that, Karen. <laughs> um, and um, just uh, co-founded Alignment Legal in Charlotte. 
And uh, we have worked, uh, we've worked together over these five years in uh, the space of trademark, service mark aspects, but her firm does so much more than that. Um, anything to do with uh, contract work. Um, I know you guys do employment law. You know, you're going to talk a little bit more about that. But what's also really impressive is Karen was recently honored by the Business North Carolina with the Legal Elite Award in Intellectual Property. So, gee, I know I'm working with the best, but now it's there been validated, go. right? And, um, and, and she is also a board chairperson for Mel Miller Foundation that was recently formed, which is exciting uh, to learn more about that. And uh, you know, graduate of U uh, University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, North Carolina Central University School of Law. Um, but something that you know, you think you know somebody, and then you realize there's something else really cool about them. And um, my uh, and I read in looking at your bio that while you were in law school, before and after, you did guardian ad litem work. And my oldest daughter does that. And something that a lot of people don't know about me is I came from a really rough childhood. And my daughter chose to do this, which is basically, um, and you can explain a little bit about what that is. Um, but um, she did it because she felt so um, uh, grateful that she had such a great childhood that she wanted to help those that didn't. And, and, and so maybe share a little bit about the Guardian Ad Litem and why you were so passionate about it. So it seems like you love to work with those that need the help the most. That's right. Like small business, right? That's right. So tell people what the Guardian Ad Litem is. So it is a program uh, through that works in hand in hand with the Department of Social Services in North Carolina when a child is removed from their parents' care for in cases of abuse and neglect. Uh, they are assigned a guardian ad litem volunteer that looks out for that child's best interests um, because the parents have their own attorneys, the Department of Social Services has their caseworkers, but there needs to be someone that is looking out specifically for the child. And so I did that work for, um, I think, five or six years before and during law school uh, that's, that's, just as a just way to great. give back. Well, thank you. And you've always been about giving back as well. Um, now, I know Joe always likes to ask this question, and I always think it's a great segue. Okay, so did you, uh, when did you decide what you're doing now? Tell us a little bit about your story. Um, did you always know you were going to follow this path, or did it, 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 did it come about because of some significant thing that happened? Share a little bit about you. Um, yeah, so I knew from the time I was about 12 years old that I was going to be a lawyer, mm. um, which is pretty young. Uh, before that, I was going to be an actress. Um, so it was a pretty interesting segue from acting well, to law school. Well, no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they're spot on. There's not I that know, much difference. I know a lot of attorneys. No, it's not. Um, but in terms of working in intellectual property, it was actually kind of an accident. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd love to know more about that. Yeah. So I decided I didn't go to law school right away after undergrad. I needed a few years off because I was overwhelmed. And I decided to get a job in the legal field to make sure, you know, that my 12-year-old self had made the right decision by the time <laughs> I was actually 21, 22, getting out of college. And so I got a job as uh, at a very low-level job in an intellectual property department mm. of a corporate legal, mm. uh, a, a corporate legal department. And so it actually was by accident. And so then I got so much experience in intellectual property as a legal assistant and then a paralegal, it was hard to do anything else. And then when I went to law school, I took some more classes about it and realized, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I realized yeah. that being able to protect people's unique and creative ideas was really something that I wanted to focus on. And so um, I continued to work in intellectual property as a paralegal. 
during law school. I worked full time while I was in law school. Do not recommend that, but it is what it is. Um, And then I've been working in it ever since I graduated. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are amazing. We've we've shared many, many clients. That's right. Many, many clients. And you, um, what I also think is is impressive is that you, um, I, I'm just going to say, it, you're not the typical attorney. And, you know, and, and thank you. And, and, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Okay. I'll, well, I'll because, figure that out. Because, I'm not sure about that yet. Uh, well, all I know is, uh, all I know is we had one infringement case that um, this woman made, a, we won against like venture capital money in New York City. Okay. Um, in New York, um, we won at a fraction of what typically it would cost because, Karen, you were willing to work step, step, step um, versus, okay, just, you know, show me the money kind of thing. And that told me that you really have businesses' best interest. You want to do what's in their best interest, but also what is legally in the best way to go, right? That's right. So I, I, I want to give you kudos Um, because of how you approach things. It's, it's refreshing. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I, I really understand how each business's creativity impacts their business Mm -hmm. and how it impacts the greater community. And my goal is to make sure that things get protected properly. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean, I, I want people to realize that legal services don't have to be inaccessible or unaffordable because I, I want to make them so that more people can get their stuff protected. Exactly. Well, and one thing I, I, as we're sitting here thinking, yeah. for 10 years I've been saying your business matters. <laughs> now, i got to be honest with you. That's got a little thing to it. Yeah, you it understand? does. It does. It Can does. I protect that? Because yeah, those three words that anybody can say. Right. <laughs> so I'll yes, give you, you, yes, they you want. I'll give you a real legal answer. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, is, See, where the, that is where the attorney does come in. <laughs> I told you she was going to end up just like the rest of them. <laughs> but here's the thing, and I want, because you see it all the time, I see it all the time, there, uh, there is a lack of understanding. Like, I was just on a website today talking to a collaborative partner, and they actually have an attorney working with them, apparently, on their um, uh, trademark protection, but you go to their website, and everything that is showing a TM should actually be an SM. Okay. Um, you know, mm-hmm. versus a trademark. So there's trademark, there's service mark, there's that registration mark, there's a TMSM registration mark, and then there's copyright. Right. And most business owners get them all misconstrued. That's right. So, you know, in a quick and dirty way, the difference between those. And then you got patent, which is a whole nother patent animal. Patent is a whole other animal, yeah. and I don't touch that because yeah. I it's, don't it's do the It's very science. specialized, yeah. I know enough about it because I did that as a paralegal. Sure. Um, but... The, the biggest thing about trademark, trademark and service mark can be interchangeable mm-hmm. terms. Mm-hmm. And in terms of people using the TM versus the SM, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Those are interchangeable. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ladies, ladies, ladies. You talking way over right. my okay, head. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. Can you please yeah. explain yes, it? Because I have no idea what you two right. just said. Yeah. So a trademark is a source identifier. It's going to be the name, logo, slogan, character, what have you, that represents a brand. Mm -hmm. And it can represent the products or the services. So some people will make a distinction between trademark and service mark in that service marks represent services. Trademarks represent everything but services. Right. But you really can use trademarks to represent services, too. So give me an example of services. Okay, that's a good clarification. Give me an example of services that that could be protected. 
really any kind of service. Right. I mean, podcasting, radio broadcasting can be a service. Business brokerage can be a service. Marketing can be yeah. a service. Any of those things, any of the things that any of you, that you or your clients do for their customers is a service that can be protected with it. Well, the, the bigger focus is whether the brand name can be protected, it, it not can the be service. protected. Yes, right. Because the service classifies it. But, right. Yeah. But You're protecting the, the name or yeah. logo or slogan or what have you. Yeah. Whatever is the branding. That's yeah. what you're protecting. Or, yeah, exactly. Which is why, even though there's plenty of radio shows out there, your business matters has a chance. That's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. That's right. I got her to think about it. Yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about how I can brand all up and down this situation. <laughs> you are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone. If it's Friday, I was going to say Monday Friday. If it's Monday. If it's Monday afternoon, you're. Business matters. I really got to work on that. I got to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are listening to Local Biz Now, where your business matters. We hope to inspire, inform, and entertain you because that's what we do. News Talk WSIC. All right. Now, Miss Chattery uh -huh. DeMeo. Or... Number one. Yes. Um, you brought Karen Bornman here. She is a partner at Alignment. Am I saying that correctly? Alignment Legal. Yes. Alignment Legal. You are an expert in trademark and copyright. Is that, is that mostly what you do? It is most of what I do. I also work with small businesses on other matters. I basically serve as a general counsel yeah. for businesses that are too small to have an in-house counsel. Okay. So I help with entity formation contract drafting and negotiations. And then my partner, Renee Hughes, does employment law and civil litigation. So between the two of us, we really have businesses covered. Yeah, so, I'm actually going to have them in this next quarter help me spin off a division into its own entity. So I couldn't have two better people to help me do it. That's right. <laughs> so um, I, I run into this a lot. My small business people they trademark or copyright. What's the difference between trademark and copyright? So trademark is specifically for branding. It identifies okay. the source. The of logo. The logo, the name, slogan. Okay. It's the source identifier for the underlying products or services. Okay. A copyright is really content. Mm -hmm. It is that would fixed be my content. your business matter. No, no that's a slogan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. fixed content like um, a photograph. Okay. A piece of artwork, a book, a movie, a song, okay. a video, even your website content, once it's fixed and posted online, yes. you have copyright rights in that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I have clients that spend money on trademark. Mm -hmm. Correct? Sure. Yes, trademark. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll make yeah. sure I'm on the right track here. That's right. And then they tell me, look at all the time and energy and money that I spent on this trademark, <laughs> right? I should get value for this. Right. Mm -hmm. But as a broker... The value for me is not in all of the hard work that you guys did yeah, and put this together. Matter of exactly. fact, Shree and I had, yeah. I called Shree just last week about this, right? Yeah. Right. And so uh, for me, the value is to be able to take that actual trademark and implement it in a way that it creates and lever and is created leverage and has real value yeah, like market that share. nobody could duplicate. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah. you have to create goodwill right. in that trademark. Yes, you and do. And so for your clients, 
if they're getting ready to sell their business, for example, hopefully they have put the years into building up the goodwill and reputation in that name, slogan, logo, whatever it is. And then when they go to sell their business, they're selling it with the trademark and all the goodwill and reputation that goes with and it. And that yeah. is much more powerful Absolutely. than not having the trademark. Absolutely. 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 And the other part of it is when you get your trademark done properly, you have an attorney who is involved and makes sure that you are not accidentally infringing someone else's trademark. Exactly. And an attorney can stay involved and make sure that nobody else is infringing your trademark. Now let's that it's the you exclusivity. Just, you just stepped right where I wanted you to go. You that's, think I don't that's what know I'm how here to for. handle you attorneys. <laughs> I, I can get you to step right where no. Um, then my client says, but I defended my trademark. Mm -hmm. And I actually got money for defending my trademark. As if that in itself is value. Right. Explain that to me because um they felt like they needed and had to defend it, which is more of a liability than an asset. If somebody wants to use my name and then I have to go after them to stop them to do that. Talk right. a little bit about that. Well, the whole point in keeping it exclusive is that you do have to defend it. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure, you have to police and make sure that there's nobody else out there that is infringing on your trademark because you don't know what they are doing to your reputation. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you can get some money back from defending your trademark, but the bigger picture is getting that would-be competitor out of the market under your name. Because what, what happens usually in terms of infringement, you've been the business has been using their trademark for years and years. They've built up the goodwill, right. the reputation, right. et cetera. And then someone else comes along and just starts using the same mark. And they're, they're trading on all of the goodwill and reputation that that original business had spent years building up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so defending it means getting that other party out of the market and creating that exclusivity. And that's that's where the value in the trademark is. Okay, now we're gonna get tricky. Okay. Okay? <laughs> I had a client years ago. He owned a holy guacamole. Okay, it's a so, great trademark. It's exceptional, right? Mm -hmm. He even opened up a little restaurante, mm -hmm. right? It was delicious. The children loved it up there at the college, right? And then he gets a phone call from a large international Super duper mean company wanting to say, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't use that. Mm -hmm. Now, he had all the legal documentation, which he felt locally, they had all the legal documentation in a national. Mm -hmm. Right. Explain mm -hmm. the difference to me because yeah. this was a really interesting, it was oh. as if both of them were correct. Right. Yeah. And, they, and they are both correct in a sense. So trademark is all about how and where it's being used. So if a company is using their trademark locally in a geographic area, they have certain rights that they have garnered by using it in that geographic area. So say the Charlotte market, okay? And they've got a restaurant, they've got local Delicious customers, Mexican et food. cetera. Okay. But there's another company that maybe they're using it across multiple states. Putting, putting stuff in grocery stores. In grocery stores. stores. Okay. And they have rights at the federal level that supersede 
the just rights at the, the local level. At the local and state now, depending level. on when who started using it first, right, will determine who can continue to use it where. Well, so if you're, I'm client, not going. I'm not going to brag. Right. But my client was first. Right. So he still had the rights. <laughs> he he won up the big boy. That's right. So he still had the rights in the Charlotte market. Right. Right. And but they still but had the rights wanted, outside right. of Charlotte. That's what was interesting because he wanted to fight and say, whoa, 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 whoa! If I have it, I have it. Right. And no. He no. has only it in Charlotte in yeah. because he had only used it in Charlotte. Interesting. Right. Now, if he had had multiple locations of his restaurant, say he'd had one in Charlotte and in Raleigh and right. in. Charleston, right. he would have had a little rights bit more in height. all of yeah. those places. Yeah. And he would have had a little bit more leverage. But if they were using it in grocery stores across the country, you know, they had they had been using it in all those places. He wasn't serving customers in all those places. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that is where it so gets a little dicey. So yeah, but this that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. This is not absolute. Absolutely no. not. No. No. Mm-hmm. It's very gray and it can be very frustrating and yeah. emotional. It and can if be I very hire you, I need you to be Mean, oh, nasty. I love, sometimes you got the. I love to write a good season. <laughs> oh, yeah, she does. No idea. She does. I wish she does. I wish you on the radio. I am I, witness I, to that. I, I wish you people on the radio will go to the book and you could see her face when she said, "I really Clenched like." Teeth. I love it. Okay, right. you made a believer out of me. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is actually one of the thrills of my week when I get to send somebody a cease and desist when letter. When your client calls and says, "Hey, yeah. listen, that's Karen. right, that's right." Well, and, and, and you're and like, you, "Well, let, let me go get some exactly. lunch, and I'll come back and get started right. on this." That's right. Well, okay. and a mutual contact that Karen and I have that we both leverage for clients is uh, Tamara Rabinold with Voldra, who does the takedowns infringement right. work, and we've had her on this show. She was one of my uh, guests mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and she loves doing this stuff too. I know. She really does. So she. She actually just helped a client of mine very recently. Oh, they are so good. Yeah, they're so great <laughs> in like getting those infringing products. So um, most of my clients are afraid to call you. Sure. Because yeah. you're expensive. That. No. No. That's I want to talk about. She's that affordable. A bit. That's what's so awesome about Give it. Give me an idea of what a client would go through if they came to you and were thinking about. Okay, I think I want this trademark because right now. We're thinking it's so risky. It's so. I, last thing I just told you a story about a guy that had had that name for right twenty seven years or whatever, right? right? You know what I mean? Um, and then he still had to fight with that larger company mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to win his battle, right? Right. And it, it's almost not worth it, right? You know, because the name for a smaller company doesn't have the kind of leverage it does for a really larger company. That's right. That's so, right. So when is it right for me to come to you and and talk about setting up a a trademark? ASAP. Yes. There's it's never too early. Right. There's so many people that think that they don't need trademark protection until they get big enough. Yeah. Whatever that big means. Big mistake. Right? That they start making X figures. Whatever 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 magic To me it's sort of this multi-level, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? It, it's this multi-unit, multi-level kind of thing. It's actually better to get your trademark protection done very, very early. Even before you're using it. Even before you're using it. Yes. Even before you're using it. First of all, it's better to go ahead and get a clearance search done before you've started using it. because Clearance search. So I go in and look to see if there's anybody else out there that's already using 
that trademark for goods or services that are similar to yours. And something that I do and work in tandem is that we, you know, you're coming up with a brand name. You need to know that it's available because That's you're right. always going to be thinking about whether it's whether it's protectable. Yeah. Okay. So we want to do it early because you want to make sure that you're not infringing somebody else's mark and you do that at the beginning. So I don't burn my time, energy, and That's money. Right. Absolutely. And right. Yeah. And then you spend five years and then five years down the road you've been using that mark and you gotta go back and change everything. It's a heck of a lot more expensive that <laughs> yes, way. Yes it is. <laughs> We're talking with Karen Boardman. She is a partner at Alignment Legal. She is an expert trademark copyrights and all manner of other stuff. Thank you so much for being I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I got some clients I might send to you so you can send some Please nasty do. letters out. Oh, I love it. Love it. You are listening to Local Biz Now. For the entire month, you're going to hear number one, Sheree DeMeo, founder and CEO of Biz Growth Inc., Mastro of Solutions for Entrepreneurs. And she's going to be on her own next week. Ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah, no kidding. If it is inspirational, motivational, or informationable, is that a word? It is now. <laughs> That's what we do in WSIC, where your business matters. We'll see you next week.